All right, back here on the Ohioan Podcast. I'm Chris. Uh, it's always fun to have Danae King, uh, who talks about religion and immigration. She's a reporter who covers that for the Columbus Dispatch. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Chris. As always. And, yeah, I like immigration. And I like religion reporting. So I guess I'm always a fan of it. But there's never – there's always something going on. I mean, I – pity the people who say you don't have anything to write about because there's all kinds of neat stuff in your being. Yeah, it's really it kind of uh shocked me when I moved here because I'm I'm a I'm a native Ohioan, but I was yeah. really uh interested to see how diverse, you know, faith wise and you know uh ethnicity wise um yeah Columbus is we've got you know the biggest Somali pop one of the biggest Somali and Bhutanese Nepali populations and Lots of different religions for me to stay up on. <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be more popular being across the country. And I don't know if I'd say Columbus is the most intriguing city for that, but it's definitely, it's got to rank up there compared to other cities. Yeah, we've got more going on than, like I said, I anticipated or than I think a lot of most, or a lot of people do. Well, fantastic. Well, we are taping this on Monday, November 8th, just so you have a timestamp on it. Uh, but this morning, a new story from you uh, talks about a new Catholic museum. Well, it's it, it's been closed for a couple of years, but it's back open and back new in Columbus. Tell me what you learned about that. Yeah, so um, last week, well, a few weeks ago, I got a chance to go to the Jubilee Museum. So they changed their name. It's now called the Museum of Catholic Art and History. And so it's really interesting. Uh, this museum was started uh, in the late 90s by um, a former Catholic priest here. And it was to celebrate the Catholic Jubilee, which is an anniversary um, celebration. So over the years, though, this priest and now the new executive director, not really new, but um, <laughs> uh, he's been there about five years. But the executive director who took over after this priest has collected so many relics and artifacts of the Catholic faith. Um, it's really fascinating. So there's this museum with tons of Catholic history, relics, pieces of you know, the cross uh, that you hear about in the Bible that Jesus was crucified on, you know, it's all here downtown Columbus at in the first floor of the Catholic Foundation. And so two years ago, they closed. They were in Franklinton in the old Holy Family High School, and it closed because of a leaky roof was really threatening a lot of these priceless artifacts. And so with that closure, um, you know, they started to kind of refine their collection, make sure most everything they had was really museum quality. And also, you know, found this new, better location with temperature control and mm. um, just a lot closer to kind of the city center. So um, I talked to uh, the head of the Catholic Foundation. He was telling me they're thrilled to have this in the first floor of their building because it's close to, you know, things that a lot of people might want to see if they visit Columbus or are taking their kids around, like, you know, the Museum of Art, the library, the cathedral downtown. You know, there's a lot to see down there, and this kind of just adds to it. So it reopens actually tomorrow, Tuesday, November 9th, uh, to the public after two years of being closed. Wow. And I'm looking through the story here and a lot of interesting items. Uh, I think the first one you, you talk about, it's very interesting. Uh, talking about a spear similar to the, what, what was used to stab Jesus on the cross. 
And obviously, there's no way of officially telling if that was the spear, but uh, what an interesting artifact. Um, I'm sure that kind of stuck out to you since you wrote about first. What, what were a couple others that kind of um, caught your attention as you were going through it? Yeah, so the spear was really cool, and they—I don't—I don't think they think that one was the one that okay. you know, had a role. But there are definitely relics. Um, I was really intrigued by the relics because um, yeah. there's a lot of them that they do have like paperwork for that can say, you know, that they they believe prove that this was something you know used um, in those days um, with Jesus. So. Um, the interesting thing with Sean Kenny, he's the director now. He, um, you know, he he's got a story for almost every one of these um, artifacts, and so, you know, I think he gives tours as well as other people, and so it's it was just interesting kind of to chat with him. Um, so one of the things that stuck out was, um, you know, his story of of the cross and and having a splinter from the cross that that Jesus died on, and so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he told a really great story about um, the woman who found it and just how she found it. Just that, um, I forget the name of the woman, but the story was really interesting in that she went back and, you know, crucifixions were really popular during that time. That sounds weird to say, but it was, you know, they were prevalent. And so she went to the Holy Land and she found an ill man and um, walked around to different crosses in the field where Jesus had died. And they had him kind of lay hands on each one of the different crosses. And after he touched one, he was healed. And, um, you know, that's kind of the story that goes along with this relic is that that's how she knew this was the cross. And so, you know, there's all kinds of interesting tidbits in this museum that you know, one thing they say is you don't have to be Catholic, you know, Catholic or not. Um, It's really just kind of interesting to learn about all of this stuff. So um, I thought that was interesting. And then there's also um, a piece of stolen Nazi art um, Mm. that has a mark on the back to authenticate it as that. And I believe that has paperwork too. And, um, you know, just a lot of kind of treasures in there that are really fun to explore and discover and one of the interesting things is they're going to have qr codes with each of the pieces Mm -hmm. so that you can maybe see a video and you can read more about each of the items so that's coming soon and then um some of the upcoming exhibits they have a really popular nativity scene collection there's actually more than 500 nativity scenes people can go walk through and see and um, they're only going to have 250 of them out this year, but um, they'll be all over the Catholic Foundation. So people can kind of walk through at Christmas time. And then in the spring, they're going to have a Lego exhibit. Um, oh, wow. a, local, a local woman built a church out of Legos. Um, and she's going to show that. And then they're going to do some kind of fun workshops and activities and maybe a competition where people can build their own Lego church. So um I think a lot of exciting things coming for the museum. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, You were talking about how this new place, 4,000 square feet, but they only have 8% of the museum's collection. So this seems like a massive collection of stuff. Yeah, it's huge. And it's really cool because, 
I, I don't know. I maybe you wouldn't expect something like this to be in Columbus, Ohio. And it's, yeah. it's really cool because just the time and effort that the people who, you know, the, the museum is owned by the diocese, but the people who have, you know, really put together this collection just have put enormous time and, and focus and energy into getting it together and, and really taking care of it. So a lot of people, there's people from all over the world who have heard about this museum and will send them items, you know, send them yeah. things that, you know, there was a collection of dolls um, from Spain that is hundreds of years old uh, that depict, um, you know, different saints and, you know, things like that. So it, you can only see 8% at one time, but um, there are, you know, they're going to rotate the collection and the hopes are that they get an even larger space at one day and um, that this this space in the Catholic Foundation becomes a local museum for Diocese of Columbus artifacts. And then another location that's larger will be able to display the museum's entire collection of, you know, everything from everywhere, <laughs> not just here. Well, and I think the advantage too, from a marketing standpoint, is now you got a reason to come back if they're rotating the items. I mean, you know, if you see everything at one time, you, you might say, "Hey, been there, done that. I don't need to come back." But it sounds like there's a lot of reasons to come back over and over again. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of different things to see, and and they're working hard to get them all out. <laughs> I think it's interesting too. I I don't think they're going to beat anybody over the head with the Bible, but I like the idea they were talking about. Hey, this is a way of sharing. So if you go there and you say, "Wow, tell me more about God and everything," it sounds like Kenny and probably some of the other people there would share stuff with you if you ask. It sounds like. Yeah, it's not. You know, I think there's different ways to approach it. I think you could definitely go and kind of, you know, just have your own private experience in the museum. But, you know, definitely if somebody's looking for more information about Catholicism, about Christianity, um, just about belief, I think this is definitely a tool for the church. You know, the way Kenny was saying, you know, it's it can be intimidating to go to a mass, especially because, you know, you have to kneel at certain times. You're supposed yeah, to say certain yeah. things. You have to stand and sit. So, you know, if you're not familiar with that, that could be very intimidating for for new people. But this is a way to maybe learn more without, um, you know, an easier step to get involved in the faith. Very good. And I'm seeing here that uh, museum's going to be open one to four Sundays, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Tuesdays for Saturdays and by appointment. Um, it's 10 bucks for adults, five bucks for children and seniors. Um, as a parent, the one question I always ask is, how long does it take to get through the museum? Because sometimes if I have my kids with me and I say, hey, I need to fill an afternoon, where do I go? I'm, uh, how long does it take to get from a museum like that? You know, I think it depends on the person. It's a small museum, but it's packed with a lot of things. Good, so good. I think you could go around and, you know, read about each different piece. Uh, it could take you all day, <laughs> potentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, but it sounds like it's a, a good thing if you have kids that don't want to be there for a long time or if you have more time on your own. Yeah, very interesting. And like you said, too, it's not just a Catholic museum. A lot of items of faith that I'm sure of people of any type of religion can identify with too. 
Yeah, it definitely sounds like there's a, there's a big variety of um, pieces and different people can relate to them in different ways. Okay, very good. And it is opening this week, November 9th. So by the time you'll hear this, this will be open for you. So definitely check it out. I um, believe it's 257 East Broad Street um, from your story. So very good. Well, thanks, Dan. We appreciate that. And um yeah, as always, check out dispatch.com. Uh, uh, tons of stories every day. Um, not just about faith or Catholic or, I mean, whatever you're interested in, from news, sports, entertainment, business. We, we got something for everybody there. So check it out. Uh, we were looking how, before we taped this, the best way to subscribe is go to the upper right-hand corner of the website. They have all kinds of neat deals for you. Check out dispatch.com and as always, support local journalism. Uh, thanks so much again. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll have you back soon. Have a great day.